The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quickets, your Tuesday, April 2nd edition. Got a 10-game slate on tap for you. For those new to MLB DFS, last night is called baseball. That is what happens, folks. You can line it up. You can do it. Then you have David Hess throwing a no-no into the 7th. You have Aaron Brooks shutting down the defending World Series champions. Uh, Yeah, that's baseball in a nutshell. That's why we play this game, but that's why we grind this game. That's why we... Have a lot of four-letter explicitives for this game at times, but it's a game I love, and it's a game I will continue to play day in and day out because that is what we do. And more often than not, we are going to be ahead of the curve. We hit a lot of things right, and then we hit some wrong because I didn't really talk about Aaron Brooks much, and I don't think anybody did. I was on a thread last night on the Twitter with some of the better uh, fantasy baseball, or not better, actually that's the wrong way to say it, some of the more well-known fantasy baseball names in the industry from Rotowire and The Athletic, and they were all on the same page that... Uh, Aaron Brooks is a two-star pitcher this week, and no one owns him. So that just tells you everything you need to know. Not many people are on that train. David Hess throws up 33 points. Buddy Mike Tuck in the Fantasy Sports DJ Slack chat was on him all day. He was throwing evidence out left and right. He rode him all the way to a top 25 finish in the $3 single entry. He did that, and he stacked with a Mancini VR and uh, Smith Orioles stack I talked about. So uh, he got it in. If Mike Trout did anything, he probably would have taken down that beast. So... Good things over there. That's a free chat if you're interested in being over there. There's tons of great content uh, for all sports at Fantasy Sports Degens, a site I've been running for over four years. But the new venture I'm on this year also is the QuantEdge.com. is a great, great new site. They started with football in the fall. They, switched, they, they added on some basketball, and now they are into the baseball world. Tons of great written content day in and day out. There's a pitcher breakdown. I do the batter breakdown. There's game by games. There's betting breakdowns, regression talk, all kinds of great stuff over there with a great group of writers. Plus, the thing that I love about the Quant Edge the most, and I've said it over and over again with their other products previously, are the tools they offer. They have a lineup optimizer, a park factors tool. They're going to have a batter versus pitch types tool, an umpire's tool, and more and more tools coming down the pipeline as their Quants continue to build them. They're very receptive to anything that uh, the consumer wants, and they will do their best to make it happen. So go check out the Quant Edge. And if you want to get the MLB season package, because it's been doing really, really well this year, go check it out for $25 off using promo code Bubba. So... TheQuantEdge.com, promo code Bubba gets you $25 off the MLB season pass. If you want to just try all sports for one month for your first month, 
You get your first month for $19.99. Gets you all the sports, all the betting. $19.99 promo code Bubba. So you get the all, all season package, $25 off. Or try the first month for $19.99 promo code Bubba. Let's get into this 10-game slate. It's a fun one. The totals we're looking at here, Phillies at Nats, 7. Orioles, Blue Jays, 8.5. Rockies, Rays, 7. Mets, Marlins, 8. Astros, Rangers, 9. Twins, Royals, 7.5. Red Sox, A's, 7.5. D-backs, Padres, 7.5. Angels, Mariners, 8.5. Giants, Dodgers, 7.5. So again, not many high totals. The highest total is a total of 9 in Texas with Astros at Rangers. Thanks you, Shelby Miller. And then you got Baltimore at Blue Jays. Thanks to Andrew Kastner for an 8.5. And, and then Angels at Mariners, 8.5. One of the hottest offenses in baseball in the Seattle Mariners. Quick look at the weather. It's going to be pretty, pretty wet there in the nation's capital between the Phillies and the Washington Nationals. The uh, suggested game time is rains above 50%. And it tapers, tapers off, so they want to go late into the night and play. They can, or maybe the weather changes as the day goes on. But that one's looking pretty wet, so keep an eye on that. Houston and Texas, wind blowing in from right field about 12 miles an hour. That's uh, still a pretty lively ballpark, but something to keep in mind. Boston, Oakland, wind blowing out the center at 10 miles an hour, and there's about 35% chances of rain all night long with super scattered showers. So keep an eye on that one. And then San Francisco at the Dodgers, wind blowing out the right center field about 10 miles an hour. All right, that gets us ready for the pitching. Let's break it on down, folks. Max Scherzer leads the way at 11-8. Verlander 11-5. Chris Sale at 10-5 in the 10K and above range. Scherzer against Philadelphia. I respect Scherzer in a GPP. He's always in play day in and day out, but I'm not paying that price tag against that Philadelphia Phillies offense. And with the weather, I will pass. Chris Sale against Oakland. There's some interesting weather. And as you saw against David Price, Price still threw well. He got you like 25 points. He, he, he was really, really good. He gets the strikeouts, which is what I mentioned yesterday. There's, there's a lot of home run chances, but strikeouts there. Chris Sale scared me, and it might have just been him working through some things with the late start to uh, the season for him in spring. I get it, but it scares me. And Oakland does have some pop in that lineup, so I'll be staying away from there. But I will go to Justin Verlander, who was absolutely filthy his first time out. Um, just outstanding. He threw um, – he shut down Tampa. I don't have the numbers in front of me here. But um, last season, Texas struck out almost 25% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Uh, Verlander almost a 35% K rate. We know everything that Verlander has to offer there in that matchup. Uh, when you look at the Texas Rangers, team total of 3.8. Lefty's 219, righty's 263 versus Verlander last year. He's in a phenomenal spot. We've seen Texas get shut down from time to time this season. They did wake up a couple times there against the Cubbies, and they did uh, not much yesterday against Brad Peacock. So give me some Verlander 11-5, something I'll definitely be looking at uh, if I pay all the way up. You drop down to the 9K range, you got Barrios, Snell, and Ryu. Three really nice arms to pick from there. I will go Jose Barrios, who absolutely was pure filth at home against the Cleveland Indians his, his last time out. Now he travels on the road to the Kansas City Royals. And last year, that was the big bugaboo. I mentioned it last podcast. I mentioned it on Bench with Bubba many times this preseason in our pitching previews and whatnot. Barrios was really, really good last year. His overall peripheral stats looked great. He struggled tremendously on the road last year. Now, hopefully that's changed. He keeps getting older. He keeps getting better. Um, people, you know, he couldn't pitch in the cold before last week. So maybe this is a sign of things to change. And you got the Kansas City Royals team that strikes out last year at 21% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Barrios, Barrios over 25% K rate and a pretty good 41.5% ground ball rate. When you look at the Royals, they have a team total of 3.5. You know, it's about seventh lowest on the slate. And lefties only hit 299. Righties 279 versus Barrios last year. And, and the Royals had an average and uh, Woba and Iso versus right-handed pitching. So not too much to scare you about there 
when you got the Royals, we've seen them do a little bit of damage, but it's like Alberto Mondes, he's got to find a gap, and uh, Whit Merrifield's getting a couple knocks and some steals, and that stuff's great and all, but to put the big number up on Barrios where he can go get a bunch of strikeouts, not so much. So Barrios, if you're not paying up for Verlander, I'm a big fan of Barrios at 9700 bucks in a pretty solid matchup against the Kansas City Royals. Hung Jin Ryu, I will mention at 9300 bucks, pitched very, very well his first time out. Goes up against a Giants team that we know is pretty abysmal. Um, Urias pitched really well, got you over 20 drafting points last night. In his short amount of time, Ryu getting racking up the K's last go-around. The Giants are just not very good at baseball when Brandon Crawford and um, Brandon Belt are doing most of the damage for you. Lefty on lefty crime that tells you how things are going with the right-handed side of that that uh, that lineup there. And Ryu strikes out uh, over 27% of the batters he faced last year. He had almost a 46% ground ball rate. And the Giants were just really... Really bad versus left-handed pitching last year. A 285 Woba, 127 ice, a 24% strikeout rate. So not good at all. And uh, their team total is 2.9. That is second lowest on this slate, just um, just ahead of the Philadelphia Phillies versus Max Scherzer. So the Hung Jin Ryu play, I think, is a phenomenal play at 9300 bucks. Makes for a very, very interesting decision between Ryu and Berrios. Ryu at home versus the Giants. Berrios on the road versus the Royals. Both phenomenal matchups. If you can make a cash lineup with both, I'm a big, big fan. If you got to pick between the two, I'm going Barrios with the proven track record, but uh, it's really, really close with Ryu. I, I really don't care. And that, this literally could come down to when you see the ownership projections on the QuantEdge um, lineup optimizer letter, later, that could be a big tiebreaker for me. Just take the lower-owned guy because both are in phenomenal spots. Save 400 bucks with Ryu, and I think that's why Barrios might come in a little cheaper because – People see that uh, giant stigma. They'll see the, the cheaper price tag. But we'll wait and see. Both really good. And the thing with Barrios that, that that I like more is there's really no leash on him. He's He can go pretty much 100 pitches. He can go 7, 8 innings, barring you know craziness. Where Ryu, it's the Dodgers, and you'd never be surprised if they say, you know what, we're going to limit his innings to like 85. And we're not going to tell you at all. So he's at 4 and 2 thirds. And uh, yeah, we're going to go bring a righty in to face you know Buster Posey. That's the Dodgers. I'm not saying they're going to do it, but that's just one of those things they do, and it's kind of a, a caveat you got to put into play every time out. All right, when we drop down farther, we're going to skip Madison Bumgarner. I, I love what he did against the Padres. Uh, Drew Palmerhand shut down the Dodgers yesterday. That Dodgers offense is fierce. They are a GPP stack tonight, and Bumgarner is a GPP play, but eight nine hundred bucks. I'll pass. I want to see some more Mad Bum. If he keeps doing what he's doing, I'll be much much more inclined to jump on that train. But tonight's not a night where I got to make that stand on Mad Bum. Last night would have been a night to. Maybe make that stand, but not tonight. But we'll look at Marcus Stroman, who really got that slider going his last time out against the Detroit Tigers. Uh, really, really filthy stuff he had out there. Looked like the Marcus Stroman of old. He had the shimmy coming off the mound. When Marcus Stroman is shimmying, we are loving life. And he's a minus 200 favorite tonight at home against the Baltimore Orioles. At 8300 bucks. Stroman is a very, very nice play. I'm curious to see what his ownership will be after that last performance. But you know, an Orioles team that strikes out almost 24% of the time last year. You got Stroman to the 62% ground ball rate last season. Not a huge strikeout guy last year, but like I said, he had the strikeout working last go-round due to all that, that increased slider usage. So something to really keep keep in mind there. The Orioles are the 3.4 team total. Lefties 347, righties 300 versus Stroman last year. Orioles an average offense at, at best. Like They have the upside. I talked about it yesterday. And they're going to have that upside a lot of starts this year, but uh, not as in love with it tonight as I was last night, but still... Um, Stroman, very nice play to 8300 bucks in that matchup against a mediocre at-best offense. As you slide on down some more in the 7K range, you got Zach Greinke at $7,600 at the San Diego Padres. This is a GPP play for me. Greinke got shelled. 
just destroy. Get four home runs in a very short outing against the Los Angeles Dodgers. That was the game the Dodgers hit eight bombs. That's just the way it works. But now he goes to San Diego. A San Diego team that Merrill Kelly just shut down. A San Diego team that's young. It's got talent. But it's going to be very inconsistent at time. And the strikeouts will be there. They strike out 26% of the time. First right-handed pitching last year. Granke had a 24% carry and a 45% ground ball rate. But he did give up 41% hard contact. We talked about that last time he was out. He has the ability to get blown up at time to time. And a good team like the Dodgers, if Granke's off, is going to take advantage of that. Now, the Padres are an interesting angle to look at in a GPP with their bats. But at the same time, you got to think about Greinke bouncing back in this matchup. A Padres team total of 3.9, middle of the pack on tonight's slate. Lefty's 308, righty's 320 versus Greinke last season. And last season, the Padres 292, uh, Wobo 138 ISO. That team's a little different. We kind of throw that one out the window. Some old stats you can kind of look at, some you can't. It is a better Padres lineup than last year, but still... Not the sexiest of lineups at all. And when you're getting an ace like Zach Granke, yes, he's their ace. And he has t- shows ace abilities at time. At 7600 bucks at a nice pitcher's ballpark, you can look at that in GPP formats. I think it's going to get so overlooked. People are going to go to Stroman at 83. They're going to drop down to some other recent really solid performances. So Zach Granke at 7600 bucks really has my attention, especially in GPPs, to be that kind of boomer bust uh, big-time play. Because he's got... Tremendous, tremendous upside at that price point. At the same time, if he is broken, it's going to hurt. But at least it's not going to cost you 10K like it has in years past. Brad Keller, $7,000 at home against the Minnesota Twins. Keller was great. His first start out, really, really solid stuff against the Chicago White Sox. Tries to make a bounce back here against the Twins. But a very, very solid lineup. But Keller, as the velocity was up the entire start, there's a lot of things I saw looking back at his numbers that really got my attention. So, He's on the radar at 7K, almost the uh, bargain basement 6K price, and we like to target our punts at. Uh, Minnesota, not a huge strikeout team, over 21% of the time last year. But Keller, huge ground ball guy. He's a big pitch-to-contact guy, but the strikeouts were there, like I said, with his increased fastball usage with, with consistent high velocity. Kept him on the radar. Minnesota, almost a four-team total, just above the Padres. Uh, lefties hit 339, righties 268. So, like, Rosario and Kepler are very live in this matchup. But uh, Keller could be a nice punt at 7K. So in the 7 and 8K range, I got Stroman 1, Granky 2, Keller 3. But if you want the ultimate GPP play, you play Zach Granky. I'm just telling you right now, it could blow up in your face, but he has tremendous upside at that price point. And when we talk about the variance of baseball and the stuff that happened last night and stuff that happens from night to night in baseball, to get a pitcher of Zach Granky's caliber at that price tag where we think he's still just you know figuring it out early in the year, that's just tremendous, you know, tremendous bounce back opportunity there at that price point. When you talk below 7K punts, a couple guys I'll look at. You can look at Trevor Cahill just because he always has that big K upside. He also has that wild streak where he walks too many, doesn't go deep into games. He can also get blown up, but it's a, it's an interesting spot there against the Seattle Mariners team that's just on fire. Put up another six runs last night against the Halos. Uh, Cahill at 66 will be low-owned and a GPP, but not one of my favorites at all. And the other guy I'll mention is Jason Vargas of the New York Mets at the Miami Marlins for 5600 Starling Castro took Matt's deep yesterday. Other than that, that Matt's pitched pretty well. Uh, there are a couple right-handed bats in that Marlins lineup to concern you. But overall, Vargas, you know, he's been good and he's been bad. That's the best way I could say it. Because it's it's either you, you leave with a great start for no price or you get shelled for no price. Just pick your poison. 5600 bucks. that's what you expect. It is a Miami team that strikes out almost 23% of the time. First left-handed pitching. Vargas almost a 21% K rate last year. Um, and a 40% ground ball rate. Does give up some hard contact, but again... We're in Miami with the nice ballpark that helps him out. They have a 3.9 team total just below the Padres. 
Uh, lefty's 361, righty's 316, so reverse splits against uh, Vargas, but they both hit pretty well. And this Marlins team last year had a 283 Woba, 115 ice over left-handed pitching. They struggled big time versus lefties. And like I said, we'll go through their lineup as we go through the bats. There's not a ton of righties there. Brian Anderson, Starling Castro, uh, a couple others, but nothing that really stands out because they sent Peter O'Brien down and some others. So it's not murderer's row. Now, Vargas could get hit by a bus, and not literally, literally just figuratively, in any kind of lineup at any time of day. But um, $5,600, similar to Granky, not the same caliber pitcher, but the upside is there with Vargas. We've seen him throw seven shutout innings at these price points numerous times. We've seen him throw an inning a third and give up seven runs numerous times. That's what you get with Vargas. That's why you don't punt in cash. You punt in GPPs. All right, recapping your pitching. Up top, you got Verlander all by himself for me. I'm going to pass on Scherzer and Sale. If you want to go GPP with Scherzer, I get it. Just not my style tonight. Uh, in the middle, I got Barrios 1, Ryu 2. Again, that could literally come down to ownership levels when I check out the Quant Edge um, lineup optimizer later. In the middle, it's Stroman, Granky, Keller for me. If you want to be the, the total GPP guy and you can live with that boomer bust lifestyle, Zach Granky, big boy play tonight. And then down below, I got Vargas 1, Cahill 2. I really don't like the punts at all tonight. But if I'm punting, I'm going to probably punt Vargas against Miami, and that's going to sting. I have a, a really, I'm going to try to stay out of there. I'm going to really try to stay out of there. But if you like to live dangerously, and if you like to play guys like David Hess or Aaron Brooks or stuff like that, Jason Vargas is a very, very good uh, GPP look in that matchup. All right, pitching in the books. Let's get to the bats on this 10 game slate. Hitting the catcher's position. Wilson Ramos got a couple knocks for us last night. That was interesting. Uh, Danny Jansen. The dude was batting eighth last night. If he's in a good spot in the order, he's always in play at 38. He is a very, very good hitter. Um, the whole Jays team has been disappointing. But against Andrew Trashner, you just take a look at it. You grin it and bear it. They have a 5.05 team total. Second highest on the slate. Lefty's 355. Righty's 372 versus Kastner last year. They all hit him. They all hit him well. So Danny Jansen is worth a look again if he's in a good spot in the order. He's been moving around everywhere. Uh, Williams asked to deal. 3600 bucks if he's hitting towards the top of that Twins order. Is in play versus Brad Keller. Don't mind that one at all. He's catcher outfield eligible. Probably using him at catcher if you're using him. Uh, farther down you look, though, this catcher position is just not pretty at all these days. You're going to look at lineups. Maybe a cheap uh, catcher for Arizona against lefty Lauer. Could be a nice play for you here. Francisco Mejia versus Granke at 34. Eventually he'll get to play consistently and get something going, but that has not happened just yet. you got like guys like Josh Fagley against Chris Sale, but you're not looking to target Chris Sale. Uh, Johnny Lucroy versus Gio, uh, from Marco Gonzalez at 33 could be a play for you. Omar Navarez, Narvaez at 33 versus Cahill is one I like as well. Used him quite a bit last night. He wasn't great, but he got to like, I think six to eight points, something like that, which I'll take all day from my catcher's position because it's a very, very bad position, especially with like Gary Sanchez, who's had a couple bombs. He hasn't been on the main slate in a long, long time. So not the best of condition uh, positions at all, as usual. Uh, maybe something will pop up as a discount or a good lineup spot, but right now nothing really stands out at the catcher's position like yesterday. First base, though, it does get interesting. You know, Belly Bomb's always worth the look the way he's going right now, but I'm not looking to target Bumgarner just yet. You got guys like Wilmer Flores at 4300 bucks. Lefty matcher Wilmer Flores going up against Eric Lauer. Flores is first base, second base eligible. Um, Lefty's 329, righty's 331 off Lauer last year. So Wilmer Flores at 43, cut the price... Quite the price hike, but quite interesting. Uh, Justin Smoke, I'm going to say it again, uh, Toronto at 42. They're, they're in a great spot versus Kashner again if you want to try to go back to that well because eventually they're going to blow up and you're going to be pissed you're not on them. But uh, I know it's I know it's not fun right now with Toronto. But Smoke in another good spot there at 4,200. Ryan Zimmerman versus Zach Eflin is very interesting at 4,200 of the Nats. 
interesting game stack for me here. They're 4.3 run total. Lefty's 319, righty's 277. They're in the top half of the, the uh, projected run totals. So Zimmerman at 42 will get overlooked in that matchup. Very intriguing. Christian Walker for the D-backs at 42 versus Lauer, your GPP play. Um, farther down you look, though, like Rowdy Telez at 4K versus Kashner. He's worth the look. Jay Bruce, homer for the third straight night. He was a nice play. He's first base outfield eligible at 4,000. He's in play for you, indeed. Um, farther down you look, though, a lot of guys with 10-day DLs next to them. But like a um, Brian McKinney was leading off yesterday. He's first base outfield for 3,800 bucks. If you're stacking the Jays, he's in play. Um, Mitch Moreland against Mike Fires at 38. Someone I give a look at for sure. Uh, if you want to get a little cheaper at the position, uh, what's his um, Smith? Yeah, Dominic. I was gonna call him Dwight. Dominic Smith of the New York Mets. Not the most consistent player in the world, but uh, they came out and said yesterday after their game, he's gonna get the start at first base against Jose Urania. Lefties hit Urania very, very well. When you look at the New York Mets. Their team total is 4.1. Lefties 335, righties 283 last year versus Jose Urania. That's been a consistent thing we target over and over again. Um, so a guy like Smith will be super low owned if he's in a good spot in the order and you want to stack up. 3600 bucks, not bad at all at the position to save some cash. Marvin Gonzalez, first base, third base against Brad Keller at 36. I like quite a bit. We mentioned already. With the Twins, the lefty's 339, righty's 268. So a guy like Marwin, who was a guy we loved to play a lot last year because of his price tag and what he allows you to do. Interesting play there at 36. If you think Berrios is not going to be good on the road and you want to play some Royals with some power, Ryan O'Hearn at 36 makes for an intriguing GPP play. Very risky, but very interesting. Same with David Freese at 3600 versus Bumgarner. So there's a lot of ways you can go about it here at the position. Like Mark Reynolds, GPP against the lefty Snell. Not looking to target that, but he's in play for you as well. Like an Albert Pujols versus Marco Gonzalez at 35 is not a bad punt. Yandy Diaz at 34. So you got some GPP punts in the mid to low threes and some more stable plays the higher up you look. Second base position, uh, Jose Altuve with a big goose egg last night. That was quite the shocker. Against Shelby Miller today at 5200 bucks. I look to go right back to that well. Um you got Wilmer Flores again at 43. Johnny VR at 41. Mentioned him yesterday. He's going to be in play pretty much every day. He's in this, this low four range. Uh, second base shortstop eligible. Hitting in a good spot in that Baltimore lineup against Marcus Stroman. GPP relevant. Not cash, but GPP indeed. Um, the farther down he looked, though, like a Lourdes Gurriel. The one I like a lot today I'll probably have way too much of is Robbie Cano at 3900 bucks versus Urania. Just mentioned the lefties versus Urania. Robbie Cano, it's a great price point for him in the middle of that Mets order. Um, definitely... I think too cheap for that matchup. If you want to be GPP relevant, Rugby and Odor, Verlander is not quite like Max Scherzer in respect. He gives up one to two homers in the game, but he gives up his fair share of home runs. And Rugby Odor has taken him deep before. So if you want to play GPP games, Rugby and Odor at 3900 bucks, low-owned, power upside. Farther down, we look. Starlin Castro at 37 I mentioned him yesterday. He went deep. He's in a good matchup versus Vargas. Again, Vargas kind of a reverse splits guy, but very much a solid play there for Castro at 37 um, other than that, second base was pretty bleak down below. Like an Ian Kinsler versus Granky at 36, not in love with it, but has a little bit of appeal. Cesar Hernandez, not so much. Chad Pender versus Sale. Pender had a big game yesterday versus a lefty. That's what he does. So a GPP, I'd have no problem going back to Pender, but just, it's it's Chris Sale, and if he shows up, thoughts and prayers. But uh, I could see the angle there. Let's go to third base. Bregman at 5K. I love again tonight. Third base shortstop. Eligible versus Miller. Really solid stuff. If not him, 
Rendon for 300 cheaper at 47 versus Eflin is a very solid look as well. Farther down the list, though, like a Nolan Arenado, big-time discount at 4100 bucks. He is facing the defending AL Cy Young winner in Blake Snell. But Arenado at 41, very lively play in that matchup. Rafael Devers laid an egg last night, facing Mike Firestein at 4100 bucks. You can jump back on that bandwagon. Lefty's 328, righty's 348 versus Fires. So reverse splits, but both sides hit him very, very well. I mentioned him on the pod yesterday. Jeff McNeil, third base outfield eligible. He's up to 4K tonight. The price tag keeps rising, but he's earning it. He's playing so, so well. If you're stacking the Mets, he's a very solid play. He's not really a good one-off because he doesn't go deep enough. But as a part of a stack, he gets on, drives in some runs with extra base hits, scores. Good look there with McNeil. He's batting usually about six in that lineup, give or take. Nice left-handed bat there versus Urania in that matchup. Brian Anderson versus Vargas. Nice right-handed power. Well, not power. He's developing his power bat. Versus Vargas for 3900 bucks. Someone to keep in mind. As Drupal Cabrera versus Verlander, another GPP-type play at 3900 bucks. Texas, very, very cheap, but it is Justin Verlander, so temper expectations. Uh, Matt Chapman went to Dongtown last night. He's 3800 bucks versus Chris Sale in the GPP. I can understand your, your wish and desires there. Other than that, you know, Brandon Drury hitting towards the top of the order at 36, but he's been sucking it up. David Freese at 36. That's, uh, yeah, GPP only. Miguel Rojas, third base shortstop. Uh, he was leading off for the Marlins yesterday versus the lefty Mats. If he's leading off again at 3500 bucks, could be very interesting, especially if you do like a mini stack with, say, Castro or Anderson or somebody else. Could be an interesting play there with Miguel Rojas. Only stack eligible. Don't one-off him. Yandy Diaz at 34 again is another guy you could take a look at. Heading over to shortstop. I already mentioned Bregman at 5,000. I really, really like Trey Turner at 49 versus Eflin. Again, watch the weather in that matchup. But Turner's been crushing it. He's been stealing. He's been doing everything. And to me, 4,900 bucks in that matchup versus Eflin, still pretty cheap. Eflin's got decent stuff, but he's not great. The Nationals, 4.31 team total. I like Turner to get on base, steal some bags, maybe show up some power. So interesting stuff there. If you want to be contrarian against Barrios, Alberto Montes, he is $4,700. So he's in play. Mentioned the reverse splits with Mike Fires. You got Bogarts at 43. Uh, similar to Arenado, you got a discount with him. You get a discount with Story, 4,200 bucks for Snell. We know how much Story loves him. Some lefties. Um, so keep an eye on that one. The Rockies team total is 3.15, third lowest on the slate because Blake Snell is good. But we did see Blake Snell regress a bit his last time out. So if you want to play that game and think regression is coming again, you can. Take the gambles you want to gamble with. Just know the repercussions. Johnny VR, 4,100. We talked about him already. Um, Ahmed Rosario versus Urania. Interesting. But I really like Jorge Polanco at 4K versus uh, Brad Keller. I think that's a really solid play there, especially in a Minnesota stack. But even a one-off, if you just need, like, if you have a 5-2-1 stack or something, uh, Polanco at 4K is in play for me in that one. Farther down you go, Fernando Tatis Jr. went to Pound Town last night. He's at 3900 bucks. He's going to do that a lot this year, so keep an eye on that. Freddie Galvis, 38. He went deep last night, had a good game. He's got that ability. People just forget about him because he's a veteran on a team that shouldn't be playing him. But he's a very solid player at 3800 bucks for Kashner. Nice savings there. Anderson Simmons versus the lefty G, uh, Marco Gonzalez at 38. Worth a look as well. And the farther down you go, it's like GPP stuff. Andrus versus Verlander. I do like me some Timmy Beckham at 36. Liked him at 35 yesterday. He got you like 11 DraftKings points. He's in play versus Trevor Cahill tonight. So. That's kind of your discount dandy there. Miguel Rojas mentioned him at third base, third base shortstop at 35 as well. Marcus Simeon versus Sale at 35 in your GPPs if you're stacking the A's. Let's head to the outfield. You got your usual suspects. Mike Trout, goose egg yesterday. 
Should be back to bounce back mode versus Gio today. Or not Gio. I keep calling him Gio. Marco Gonzalez, my bad. But like Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez, intriguing matchup servers, fires. But where I'd be starting, again, weather permitting, Juan Soto at 51 versus Zach Eflin's very, very intriguing. You got George Springer going deep yesterday. He's 4,800 versus Ver, uh, uh, Shelby Miller. Tommy Pham versus the lefty Freeland at 4,600 bucks is on my radar for sure. The Rays have a 3.85 team total. Last year, lefty's 263, righty's 310 versus Freeland. Freeland was really, really solid versus the Marlins' his opening start. The Rays are playing some pesky little baseball, as they like to do. So Pham at 46, very, very intriguing. Um, again, if you're stacking the Mets, I love me some Michael Conforto at 4,500. Versus Urania, this Mets stack is looking more and more appealing as I did my research last night. So keep an eye on that one. Good price tag on Conforto in that matchup. Bryce Harper versus Scherzer in a GPP should be very interesting. But Michael Brantley at 45 versus Shelby Miller is on the table for sure. I like that quite a bit. Eddie Rosario versus Keller at 43 I like a lot. Chris Davis went deep again yesterday. He's definitely GPP viable versus Chris Sale at 43. Um, the Rosario-Max Kepler stack. Rosario 43, Kepler 42. Big fans of both. Um, Victor Robles, don't forget him. He Even though he's batting ninth, he's been super productive. Extra base hits, home runs, stealing bases. He's 4200 bucks. Eventually, he'll move up in that order and be even more relevant. But enjoy the treat, cheap price tag while you can. Uh, if Josh Reddick's in the lineup in a good spot versus Shelby Miller at 42, he could be kind of one of the un, unsung heroes with the Houston lineup that doesn't get owned very high, so keep an eye on him. Farther down you look, like an Adam Eaton leading off at 41 versus Eflin is relevant in a stack. Malik Smith had a good game last night. 4100 bucks versus Cahill leading off again. I like him quite a bit if you're playing some M's. Even a decent one-off because he has that steal upside. Uh, Avisel Garcia versus the lefty Freeland. Avi hits lefties very, very well. He's 4K, so keep that in mind. Again, Jeff McNeil, third base outfit eligible at 4000 Talked about him already. Uh, Jay Bruce at 4K mentioned him. He's definitely in play for you tonight. Farther down you look, you got the likes of uh, Brandon Nemo's only 3900 bucks leading off versus Urena. That's a nice, nice discount. I like that quite a bit. So keep an eye on the Nemo. Go find Nemo. Uh, farther down you look, though, when you get below 4K, Brian McKinney mentioned him as a leadoff guy in a stack. You could go that direction. Cole Calhoun versus Marco Gonzalez, 3,800 lefty-lefty, but don't hate it. One play I do like down here, Adam Jones, 3,800 bucks versus uh, Eric Lauer. Jones was hit in the middle of that order, hits lefties really, really well in his entire career, he's, and he's hit the ball really well to start the season. So Adam Jones at 38 is very, very relevant. The farther down, we continue to slide at the outfield position. Jorge Soler versus Barrios, only in a GPP if you're stacking. Steven Piscotti is a GPP one-off or a stack at 37. Um, those are something to look at there. And then towards the bottom here, like Dwight Smith Jr., if you're stacking the Orioles, he's bat second, he's 36. I'm not running to stack against Stroman, but I can see the appeal. Uh, Lewis Brinson's a nice little punt at 3600 bucks versus Vargas. If you aren't using Vargas, I can get behind Brinson, get on, steal some bags, a little bit of pop. Good GPP punt there. Astadillo again, 3600 Mentioned uh, Lorraineo yesterday for the A's. He went deep, had a big game. GPP only versus Chris Sale. A lot, of, lot more GPP plays than normal this slate because of all these good pitchers out there. But all pitchers that have been blown up recently or can be blown up. So keep that in mind when you're building around all of that. With that being said, we'll have to see how lineups dictate the value in the outfield position. All right, that wraps up the batch. Recap the pitching real quick. Up top, I got Verlander all by himself. If you want to use Scherzer in a GPP, knock yourself out. In the middle, I got Barrios 1, Ryu 2. I mean, in the 9K range. And that's a lot of that's going to come down to ownership. I, I, I prefer Barrios over Ryu, but if Ryu comes in much, much lower owned, I may be, be pivoting. 
in the 7 and 8K range, you got Stroman 1, Granky 2, Keller 3. Granky is your ultimate GPP play. If you want to put the balls on the table and see what happens, you play yourself from Granky. And then down below, I got Vargas 1, Cahill 2. Down below is not pretty. Another reason to try to play Granky. I think Granky's got the same risk as some of those guys down below there, but much, much more upside. So that's how you break down the GPP slates in my neck of the woods. All right, let's talk some stacks real quick before we wrap her up for you. Uh, the Astros for Shelby Miller, very popular and very much so the highest total on the slate. Great, great spot there. The Blue Jays' second highest total. Great spot versus Cashner. I prefer the Astros. But the Blue Jays, they're going to go off one of these days. Don't be pissed when you missed it. Mariners, one of the hottest offenses in baseball against Trevor Cahill. They are relevant. Same with the Washington Nationals versus Zach Eflin. Both very interesting stacks in those ones. Uh, I do like the Mets lefties there versus Urania. You got Cano and Conforto and Nimmo and others. Uh, you know, Dominic Smith could be an interesting GPP play and some others. So they are in play versus Jose Urania. Uh, the Twins lefties versus Brad Keller, especially the likes of uh, Kepler and Rosario in the outfield. You got guys like Marlon Gonzalez and some others. So the Twins could be very, very interesting in that matchup. Uh, you can look at some Marlins versus Jason Vargas. Don't completely hate that. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays right-handed batters Kyle Freeland could be sneaky nice. Uh, the D-backs versus Lauer. We saw the D-backs beat up strong last night. Got another lefty tonight. They could be in for another big, big night. So keep an eye on that. And... Uh, there's always going to be some other blow-ups. Uh, again, the, the Fantasy Sports DJ Slack chat or the uh, Quant Edge Discord chat will get all your questions answers. Come join us in those. Looking at the BVP for this evening. Probably, hopefully there's not too much to worry about, but you got Kevin PR, 6 for 13. Three doubles versus Kashner. Grichik's got two bombs versus Kashner. Trey Mancini, 5 for 10 with a double and a triple off of Stroman. VR, 3 for 6 with a homer. Small samples, but intriguing. Uh, farther down we go. Josh Reddick's 5-for-6 with a double off of Shelby Miller. Super small sample, but I did mention him earlier. GPP relevant. Um, as you go down some more, Kendris Morales only hit 289 off sale, but he's 11-for-38 with three doubles and three homers. That's interesting for a GPP. J.D. Martinez, 7-for-14, two doubles and two homers versus Mike Fires. If you ever needed more reason to play J.D., he likes facing Fires, something to think about. Uh, Manny Margot, Hunter Renfro. Uh, Austin Hedges, Ian Kinsler, Will Myers have all taken Zach Greinke deep. They're, deep. They're only hitting 235 against him. It's not quite the Los Angeles Dodgers, but they've all had the long ball against the man. Kiki Hernandez, they're going to hit this one a lot today. He loves facing him some mad bum. He's a great price at second base. He's 19 for 39 with five doubles and four home runs. David Freese is taking him deep. Jock Jams is taking him deep. AJ Pollock's taking him deep three times. Austin Barnes once and Justin Turner four times. The Dodgers have a 383 Woba and a 247 ISO with a 300 batting average and 260 at bats versus Madison Bumgarner. They love facing Mad Bum. Just throwing it out there. GPP play if you feel like going there. Uh, Buster Posey, 10 for 33, three doubles and a homer off Hung Jin Ryu. B. Craw and Longo have taken him deep as well. D. Gordon, 7 for 22 doubles off of Trevor Cahill. Mike Trout, 8 for 17, three doubles and a homer off Marco Gonzalez. Anderson Simmons, 8 for 18 off Marcos. So some interesting numbers. Again, BVP, take it with a grain of salt. Usually never a, a big enough sample size. But always something interesting to look at, just to give you a kind of idea on you know differentiating factors involved. All right, that'll wrap us up for this 10-game slate on April 2nd. Again, go check out thequantedge.com. Get the season package for MLB, $25 off with promo code Bubba. And if you go, if you just want to try the, all the sports out for one month, your first month is $19.99 with promo code Bubba. If you give a rating and review on iTunes, I'd much, much appreciate it. Let's get this podcast bigger and better than ever. This is year four of MLB DFS Quick Hits, and it continues to, to climb and climb in, in, in listenings. 
let's just really blow this bad boy up this year. Let's get the masses listening to Quick Hits. Let's get the masses listening to some ACDC. Thanks for listening. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits. Your Tuesday, April 2nd edition. I'm out.